Merry Christmas to every one of you. We gather on this holy night to celebrate the wonderful gift God has ever given to humanity, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, who has come not only to redeem us, but also to show us the way to the Father, to reconcile us. You remember that creation is in view of salvation. That is, in Genesis, everything is created in view of redemption. So God did not abandon his creation or all of us. Rather, at the fullness of time, like Paul will say in his letter to Galatians chapter 4, at the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, to be a subject of the law, to redeem us the subject of the law. So it is wonderful that we gather on this holy night, the silent night, to celebrate We've done uh, many kinds of preparations. We've gone shopping. We've bought gifts for our loved ones and our families. And now uh, we've gone through the four weeks of Advent preparing and listening to prophecies about the salvation that is coming to us. And the psalm this night tells us, today is born for you and I, a Savior, a reminder um, for us to know what is it the Son of Man has come to save me from. What is it that is coming to save me from? Like all through the land we sing, uh, O come and ransom captive Israel. Unless you and I recognize the captivity that I need to be saved from, then I still have to you know, find a further and deeper understanding of the coming of Christ. So the history that we celebrate, the incarnation we celebrate is something historical. You see how the Gospel of Luke today started it to say it is at this time of the emperor Augustus. Augustus is the son of uh, uh, Julius Caesar. For those of you who know the, uh, the history of Julius Caesar and the emperor and Rome, or the world of Rome, you know, Rome was considered to be the greatest in terms of leading the world at that time. So Augustus was like the powerful king. And with all that pomp and pagantry, the son of man came, lowering himself to be born like a baby so that he can be accessible and also visible to all of us. So he can enter the human history, so he can enter into our brokenness our dysfunction, and into our midst. That is an intentional way of God's plan for him to be born in a manger. And the visitors were just only shepherds. It is a humble invitation for you and I to descend like him so he can be born in us. You remember at that time there was no inn, no room for him to be born. And as it is often said, Christ can be born thousands of times in Bethlehem, but all of that will be in vain, figuratively, unless he is born in the hearts of each and every one of us. When he is born in us, we can go forward in our families to also give birth to him or to carry him just like Mary and all other people to carry the good news of salvation to others. And we read in the Gospel of John, 
when he started the prologue that is telling us, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. A kind of going back again to Genesis, in the beginning God created a reconciliation that in the fullness of time, the word became flesh and lived among us. So for a fruitful celebration of the incarnation or Christmas, you and I are also called to become the word made flesh in our society. You know, there is power in words. It is through the power of words that Jesus performed, performed many signs or miracles, if you like. And, okay, you read, uh, get up, take up your bed and walk, or your faith has made you whole, and many other signs and miracles he performed. So it is also by words that we um, celebrate all of the sacraments, like the body and blood, or the wine and the host, they become the body and blood, just by the ritual of what we say. So you see how what we say becomes so powerful and even effective in uplifting others or in even pulling others down. So the mystery of incarnation challenges you and I to also become the world made flesh in our own time at home, especially you know, with our kids and our families and places of work, so that we can use what we say to uplift others, to motivate others, to inspire others, to raise others up, just like we can also use what we say to bring others down. So to us, like the Israelite of old, we who walk in darkness, a great light has shone. We, he, we, we that live in a gloomy land, a light has done. The question for you and I, what is my darkness? What is your darkness? So I can allow this great light to shine, to illuminate, to brighten it, so I can walk in the right path. As we gather today to remember the mystery of the incarnation, we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ we continue to open the eyes of our minds so we can open our hearts and make it a manger where Christ will be born. May God bless his words in our hearts always through Christ our Lord. Amen.